Hey everybody, and welcome to a special bonus episode of My Sentiments Exactly. My name is Kay, and I'm your host. For those who may not know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, something very dear to my heart as I lost my only biological aunt, Justina Jones-Mack, to breast cancer in 2015. I'm grateful to have a special guest, Ebony Ray, with me on the show to help bring awareness. Ebony Ray is a native of San Diego, California. She was the primary caregiver to her mother, who battled breast cancer twice over 12 years. Her mother ultimately passed away from metastatic breast cancer in August of 2017. She is currently working to launch a nonprofit organization called Grief Help Club to support people grieving the loss of their mother to cancer. MSE Podcast is dedicated to talking about the hard stuff and facilitating the conversations necessary for growth, healing, transformation, and genuine community. Now it's your turn. My hope is that you finish this episode feeling empowered to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starters Deck available at bygracenp.com. May these cards inspire you to speak out and be heard, and may you be authentically embraced for the uniqueness of your journey. All right, so Ebony, can you tell us um, what it was like being by your mom's side as she battled with breast cancer? Well, for me, I was my mom's primary caregiver. So um, it was like an honor to be there for my mom because my mom, my mom has like always been there for my brother and I through like everything. She's always been my number one cheerleader, my biggest support. Like she's just like, you know, my, my everything. So like just being able to be there for her, like I felt good because I went to every doctor's appointment, well, most of them, because I had to work as well, but I was at every doctor's appointment. I I also live with my mom, so, like, yeah, so, like, that was just, like, that was a blessing in itself because I was really by her side in the middle of the night when she, like, couldn't sleep or when she was throwing up or, like, just different things she was going through. I was happy that I was able to be there for her. Yeah, yeah, that's really nice. What were your initial feelings when you found out? My initial feelings, I was scared. Um, Because, like, when you hear that your mom has breast cancer, like, at first you're like, well, is my mom going to die? Like, what's going to happen? Like, how long is it going to take? Like, like, what does this mean, you know? So, like, initially I was scared. But my mom, one thing I loved about her, she was so optimistic and she always had faith. She always said she was going to beat it. She always said she had breast cancer, but breast cancer does not have her. So, like, that's how we ended up looking at it. Like, yeah, she has breast cancer, you know, but, like, it doesn't have her. It doesn't take her spirit away. So, like, we just started to, like, just be there for her and weren't so – we weren't worried about her dying. We just wanted Mm -hmm. to be there to help her live, you know. So, like, our – yeah, our outlook on it changed, you know, with my mom. My mom made us change that outlook. Like, no, I'm not dying. I'm going to fight, and I'm going to keep fighting. Yeah, that's amazing. That's that's amazing. Um, aside from, you know, keeping the faith and, 
you know, everything, what was, what would you say is the biggest thing that your mom taught you um, through her experience with breast cancer? Um, just that, well, for my mom, she just taught me how to be strong because my mom went through so much with her breast cancer. She was originally diagnosed with breast cancer in 2005, and then she took um, chemo, radiation, and then she was in remission for, like, almost five years. And, like, her doctors told her, usually when you're, usually when you're in remission, like, after five years, usually you're in the clear most of the times, but, like, right at that five-year mark, her cancer came back. Wow. So, Okay. Yeah. So like when the cancer came back, it was like she had to go through chemo again. So it was like a lot of like ups and downs, like the next go round. Yeah. So she battled it seven for seven years the second time around. And like it was it was it was amazing just seeing how strong my mom was because she would yeah. go from like I would hear her throwing up, just vomiting so hard. But then she'll just get up, go downstairs, and go make her dinner. I'm like, Mom, do you want me to make your dinner? She was yeah. like, no, I can <laughs> <Yeah>. do it. <laughs> wow. So, like, she she pushed herself. And it just amazed me at how strong she was as, like, a, a person. And um, that was just amazing to see. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, did you ever, you know, considering that your your mom passed, did you ever find it difficult um, at any point to have faith for or to encourage other people um, to keep the faith after what you experienced with your mom? No, like, no, not at all. So, like, originally, like, well, seeing my mom go through that, if anything, it just made me want to encourage other people to, like, oh, keep the faith yeah. because my mom never lost the faith. Even at the end when her doctors basically said there wasn't anything else that they can do for her, my mom still said, well, I'm not giving up. I'm still going to fight. So, like, that was that's, like, a lasting, like, message from my mom to me. So, no, like, I always want to encourage people to keep their faith. Yeah. Yeah. What feelings did you have when the doctor, I know you mentioned, you mentioned the doctor saying that there was nothing else that they were going to do um, to treat her, her cancer. Um, what, what feelings were going through your head? Just shock, disbelief, numbness, because it, it's crazy because like I, I was with my mom at like almost every doctor's appointment. And that day I took her to the hospital um, it was because she had she had had a fall and she didn't want to go to the to the to the hospital and I'm like mom you need to go she was like no I'm okay I'm okay but she ended up having a doctor's appointment because she went to see her her chemo doctor like monthly so like that day we were going to go see her chemo doctor and I can just tell my mom was not doing well and I said mom we're not going to go see your chemo doctor I'm checking you into the emergency room yeah. so. I took my mom to the emergency room and like I was with her and we were waiting for like her doctor to come so we can figure out what was going on. But I had to go home for a moment to, um, to feed our dogs. Cause my mom, like she loved her dogs, but she's like, go home, feed the dogs. I'm here. Just come right back. So I'm like, okay. And then my brother, uh, my brother was there at that point. So like my brother stayed with my mom. And then he said like, it was probably within like three seconds of me leaving her chemo doctor came in and he, like, spoke to my mom and told my mom that like basically all of her organs and everything just were starting to shut down and wow. there wasn't anything else that they can do for her because she had been on chemo so many different chemos for so long and my brother told me 
excuse me, my brother told me that, like, he will never forget, like, the look on my mom's face when they told her that. He was like, he, he felt like it took away all of her hope. But then immediately wow. after he saw that look, she said, that's okay, doctor. I'm going to keep on fighting. I'm not giving up. But he said that he will never forget the look on her face. So, like, when I came back in, he told me that. And so, like, I just, like, started crying and hugging my mom. And she's like, don't cry. You know, I'm not giving up. You know, so she still had that attitude, even until, like, you know, right at the point when the doctor told her that. So, like, yeah, but for me, it was hard. I just, like... I just, like, what do I do now? Like, you know, like, I didn't know how long it was going to be because that's what he told us. He was like, it can be, like, any time. It can be today. It can be tomorrow. It can be a year. So, like, at this point, like, you know, you still have a little hope, like, you know, that maybe yeah. she might, you know, like, bounce back a little bit and still, like, live for a little bit longer. You just don't know how long it's going to be. Yeah. So. Yeah, they told me that they were going to put my mom on hospice, like, at that point, but they were going to send her home to be on hospice. So, yeah, it was, like, at, at that point, we were like, okay, well, maybe we can have her around for a li little longer. I was still hopeful, but I was sad. But, like, I guess you can say I was in denial that my mom was going to pass when she did, you know? Got you, yeah. Got you. I can, def I can definitely see that. Um what would you say for you is the most important thing that you feel awareness should be brought to? Um, just being there for the people that are actually going through it. Like not only, well, there's two, a couple things. Well, the first thing would be, of course, to get yourself checked, you know, for breast cancer mm -hmm. awareness. For me, for myself, this is actually the first year that I have to do a mammogram because um, my mom was diagnosed when she was 45 years old. And the doctor okay. says that I have to do my first mammogram 10 years before she was diagnosed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm currently 35 years old. Most women, um, you don't have to, like, start getting a mammogram until, like, you're 45 years old. But since my mom got her cancer when she was 45 years old, I have to do my uh, mammogram this year. So I'm actually going to schedule that to get that done this year. So to anyone else, if you're in the same situation, I would definitely say make sure you go, you go get a mammogram for yourself to make sure you're in a clear or just to, just to do what you need to do. Yeah. And then, yeah, the second part, sorry, I, I talk a lot. <laughs> oh, no, no, this is totally fine. That's why I opened it up. <laughs> okay, awesome. And then, like, the second part I would say is, like, for breast cancer awareness, it's just, like, to not only bring awareness, but make sure you're there for the people that have breast cancer. Like, yeah. people just think yeah. about breast cancer only in October. But people have breast cancer 365. Breast cancer doesn't go away in November. So it's just, like, yeah, please remember to check on those people that are currently battling it and also check in on their caregivers because me, like, as I was, like, being there for my mom, as a caregiver, people, people never think about what it's like to be a caregiver for someone going through cancer like exactly. it's it's tough seeing your mom like sort of kind of fade away it's like yeah. you sort of kind of start like a grieving process like like yeah. not initially after they're diagnosed but like you slowly start to see them fade away like my mom used to love to dance and like she was like lively and like she would like wear high heel shoes so like mm -hmm. it's, it was different for me to see her slowly like change and like become yeah. someone different because she couldn't yeah. do the things that she wanted to do so just make sure you check in on those people because 
it's also like very emotional for them as they're battling breast cancer and they just need all the love and support like that they can get. So I just want to make sure I bring awareness to that. Like people need support. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. Um, because I, you know, you never hear about, you know, supporting the caregivers. So I definitely think that's an important um, thing. And I'm glad that you pointed that out, not only to, you know, support and pay attention to those that are battling with breast cancer, but also paying attention and loving on the the supporters and the, the caregivers as well. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's just tough for everyone. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine that. And especially it being someone as close to you as your mom. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. So how, how can family members and friends um, best support loved ones with breast cancer? I would definitely say um, checking in on them, calling them, um, showing up for them, like just trying to make things easier for them. Like my mom had so many doctor's appointments. I had to end up – I had to take um, – um, family medical leave from my job so like wow, I can okay. leave like different days to like take her to her doctor's appointment so I used to start work at 4 a.m. and then like I would like leave at like noon so I can make sure I took my mom like to wherever I, I would take her to like wherever she needed to go like which, whichever appointment it was that day like whether it was chemo or her chemo doctor or she also had to get like um she had a like a pick line on her arm where she had to get her chemo so she had to get that flushed out once a week so she had a lot of doctor's appointments so like mm -hmm. I was responsible for taking her to them so it, it's awesome if like family will show up and be there for them for their doctor's appointments volunteer to go to chemo with them sometimes chemo can be like three four five hours like yeah. out the day and they're sitting there alone I was usually there with my mom but I would see so many people that like they're alone and like I'm like gosh like I know that must be rough that you're going through cancer and then you have to kind of go through it alone you know yeah. so like just just be there for them as they're going through it show up and help out however you can they will appreciate yeah. it yeah most most definitely what are ways that you have found helpful um coping with your your mom's passing for me, like, in the be like, I definitely went through the five stages of grief. Like, yeah, in the sure. beginning, it was, it was definitely rough for me. Like, I was, like, numb. Like, I guess you can say I, did, I was in denial. I didn't want to accept it. But then I became angry. Like, it was like I just started thinking about all the people who had not been there for my mom, like, as she was, like, battling breast cancer. And then it just kind of makes you look at people differently. I'm like, wow, like, my mom had been battling this for so long, and she's always called people when they were sick or on their birthday or just to check in. And so it was kind of rough to see people fade away from my mom. But, wow. yeah, but then, like, so then, like, for me, I went through an anger stage, but then I came to, finally came to the acceptance of, like, what's happened with my mom. It's no one's fault that that happened to my mom. I can't be angry with other people. You never know what other people are going through. So yeah. once I got to that stage of it, I'm like, all right, I know what it's like to grieve. I know, like, 
how the ups and downs of it. You feel depressed, you know, like sometimes like there's nothing more that you want than to talk to your, the person that you've lost, you know, like Mm -hmm. you said, you've lost a a aunt from it. So it's like, you miss them. You want to talk to them. You know, you just, you just, you just want to like have like memories of them like close to you. But, um, yeah, I would definitely say just to, um, just to, I, for me personally, I'm just trying to encourage other people to get through their grief after losing my mom because I know what it's like. So I just want to help other people. I'm a member of, like, a bunch of Facebook groups. So sometimes I'll just go on Facebook and, like, comment under the post just to, like, give a little encouragement and hope to people because, like, it's rough, especially if you're going at it alone. So, like, now since losing my mom, I found my purpose in trying to help other people. So that helps me cope. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Helping other people helps you to cope. Um, yeah, I know for me personally with um, the passing of my aunt, um, one thing that helped me, you know, of course, I went through the denial. I even, like, the night before um, her, her funeral, I was, like, forcing myself to stay awake because I felt like if I went to sleep, it would speed it up. Yeah, I wasn't and I wasn't emotionally prepared and I literally was fighting sleep like I Mm -hmm. would go to sleep and um, eventually, you know, I like I started getting so sleep so sleepy. I started crying. Uh Uh-huh. I mm -hmm. I go to sleep the faster her funeral is going to come and I'm not ready. Um, But I know one thing that helped me was um, sending her messages um, on Facebook because, you know, of course, we were friends on Facebook. Um, and so I would just send her messages, like, all the time of how I was feeling. So, mm-hmm. I'd be like, I don't understand this. Like, and just being able to get that out and feeling like it was just a, a conversation with me and her really helped me. Um, it does. And it got easier after a while um, because at the beginning – I was angry because I'm just waiting for it to say she read it. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm anticipating like a response. Um, so it was definitely difficult, but that's one thing that helped me. Um, one thing that helped me to cope. Um, so I love that you said that you know helping other people um, helps you cope. Um, that's and I would. I would also say that, too, because you're right about, like, just, like, being able to send her a message definitely does help because I'm, like, a journaler. Like, I mm-hmm. write out my yeah. feelings, and I definitely say, like, writing really helps you cope. Just being able to express yourself, say whatever it is that you're feeling, whether you send it to someone or not, doing that definitely does cope. I agree with you 100% on that. It just makes you feel like you released what you were feeling yeah. instead of just holding it in. Yeah, and after a while, my messages turn from, like, anger and denial to, like, oh, I'm missing you today, but I'm having a good day. Exactly. Like, you know, we had this family event, like, wish you could have been there, like, and it, and it turned more positive, um, you know, after a while. But definitely there are highs and lows, you know, ups and downs. Agreed. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, share a few things um, to help those that may be coping with the loss of a loved one. I would also say, like, um, if I can say something else on that, like, yeah, Facebook Facebook groups have helped me so much, like, with coping, like, 
Like, feeling like you're alone or you're the only person going through something is so hard. But, like, when you're a part of a group and you see other people are going through the same thing you're going through or worse, like, the or worse part is the part that really got to me. Because, like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I lost my mom at 33 years old. I'm like, she's not going to be able to be at my wedding. Like, if I ever have kids, she's not going to be there to help me raise my kids. I'm just, like, feeling so sorry for myself. But then, like, on that group, I saw a girl. She's like 15 years old and lost her mom. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I couldn't imagine what that poor girl is going through. So it kind of helps me shift my mindset by seeing what other people are going through and just to be a little bit more appreciative of the time that I did have with my mom. Yeah, 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 that's so true. Um, Can you tell us about the organization that you're working on? Okay. Um. Yeah. Um. So speaking on like just helping people because like I, that honestly has truly helped me just like being able to cope with everything. Like I love talking to people. I love helping people like that are also going through similar feelings. So I'm starting. I want to start a nonprofit, and it's called the Grief Help Club. And like when you lose someone, there is like no manual to tell you how to grieve. Like there's nothing to tell you on like what to expect. There's so much information out there. There are books. There are like, there's a lot of stuff you can read, but if you don't know what you're looking for, then you don't know what, like how to find it, you know? So I just want to start my organization. It's like, I want to give people like a, like a grief help basket just to help them along in their grief process to provide them with books and things to like help uplift them and just to be like a network of support people to like help you cope and get through it because like there's nothing worse than feeling like no one else understands what you're what you're going through but when you talk to other people they understand what you're going through they let you know you're not alone it's normal you feel so much better like as you're grieving and it just helps you along in your journey so that's what I want to start my organization in and um, I'm trying to get that started like I'm not the very like the the ground roots of it like I haven't done anything except like start the Facebook pages and like I'm starting my business plan and I'm gonna start getting volunteers to like help me like grow it because I really want to like just be a support system for people yeah, and um, financially, like, are you accepting donations? Like, Yes, so you can check out my Instagram and my Facebook. It's going to be the Grief Help Club, and I will get all that set up, most likely by the time this airs, and, like, you will know how to, like, help us and to donate and um, just to stay connected so I can keep you guys up to, date, up to date on, like, what's going on with the foundation. But, like, all help is appreciated. If someone knows anything about getting nonprofits started or just wants to help me get this started, please reach out to me. Like, and you can reach out to me at Grief Coach Ebony on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. I, well, personally, I have some, some people that, that know a little bit about nonprofits. Awesome. Um, so I'll definitely um, get, you know, get in touch with them and let them know that you're interested in starting um, your nonprofit. And I'll definitely, thank you. As you know, because I own a, a small business as well, um, I'll definitely be sure to donate um, to help get everything started and hopefully be able to um, give some items as well to help with your grief. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for, you know, sharing your, your mom's story and um, just being willing to, 
to share your grief process and, and just being open. I really appreciate you for Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, no problem at all. Did you have anything else, you know, on this topic that you wanted to share that you feel is important um, before we, we close out? Um, I'm just going to stay on my same message. Be there for people um, that are going through breast cancer. Check on yourself and um, just bring more awareness to breast cancer awareness in all cancers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that so much. So thanks to everyone for tuning in and make sure that you connect with Ebony on social media. Did you enjoy this episode? I'd love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starter Stick, available at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms, share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms, bygracenp.com, and on my mobile app. Hope to hear from you soon.